This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. On Sunday when the church bells start ringing, they're ringing for you and for me. Let's all gather round at the altar and pray that our souls may be free. I'll meet you in church Sunday morning And we'll all kneel down and pray We'll pray to our Lord up in heaven To guide us safe home on our way It's a place where we all meet on Sunday To worship our Lord up Sunday morning and we'll all kneel down and pray we'll pray to our Lord up in heaven to guide us safe home on our way in heaven I hear a voice calling from the land where there's no endless days Let's all be prepared to meet Jesus The path is narrow and home far away I'll meet you in church Sunday morning And we'll all kneel down and pray We'll pray to our Lord up in heaven To guide us safe home on our way Tell me 
good neighbors and thank you for that song it reminds me as a young man listening to uh, pastors talk about a church down on the cross where they had in the pulpit a little phrase said that we would see Jesus and that was a reminder to the pastor that he was to show them who Jesus was and so again our hope and prayer as we share here on this radio broadcast that we would tell the story of Jesus and that you would see him in your neighbor, in your family, and those around you. Well, you are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tagg, and thanks today to Jim Haugerud and Debbie Tagg, our musicians, our reader and provider of the children's message is uh, Steve Helling, and our recording engineer is Isaac Christensen. If you are able to join us, you are, you are able to join us on NUIC podcasts and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio, 93.1 FM, and it's live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577 or by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Emory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Diane Fall, and we want to thank Diane and WPCA Radio for this broadcast. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location, is the church. You may want to have a cloth to lay down before you, a candle and a cross, and you would like, probably like to get uh, a cup or wine and bread for our 
communion service. You may also want to have a Bible and Bibles for the kids with the home worship materials. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the spirit of God's love and presence and begin with a call to worship. God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit, we are God's beloved family. Let us listen to the wisdom of the old. We are God's beloved family. Let us nurture the eagerness of the young. And we are God's family. Let us worship God together. Amen. We'll continue with our confession of sin and the absolution. We confess our sins before God and one another. Saving God, too often we have turned away from you and toward ourselves. We have not had unity of spirit, sympathy, love for one another, a tender heart or a humble mind. We have repaid evil for evil. We have failed to serve. Draw us back into the joy of your beloved community and give us eager hearts to love our neighbors. God, who redeems all flesh, gives you new life in Christ and forgives you all your sins. Rejoice in the grace and mercy of God through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. We'd like to continue with some more gathering songs. Living for Jesus, a life that is true. Striving to please him in all that I do. Yielding allegiance, glad-hearted and free. This is the pathway of blessing for me. Oh, Jesus, Lord and Savior, I give myself to Thee. For Thou in Thine atonement didst give Thyself to me. I owe no other master, my heart shall be Thy throne. Henceforth to live, O Christ, for Thee alone. Living for Jesus, who died in my place, bearing on Calvary my sin and disgrace. Such love constrains me to answer his call. Follow his leading, I'll give him my all. Oh, Jesus, Lord and Savior, I give myself to thee. For thou in thine atonement didst give thyself for me. I know no other master. My heart shall be my throne. Thy life I give henceforth to 
to thee till death. Faith of our fathers, we still strive to win all nations unto thee. And through the truth that comes from God, mankind shall then indeed be free. Faith of our fathers, holy faith, we will be true to thee till death. Faith of our fathers, we friend and foe in all our strife, and preach thee to as love knows how, by kindly words and virtuous life. Faith of our Father's holy faith, we will be true to thee. Will you join me in the prayer of the day? God of all grace, you call us to your eternal glory in Christ. Restore us, support us, and strengthen us so that we may, might bear witness to your salvation for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. I encourage you now to share a sign of peace. Bless yourself or someone worshiping with you today, beginning with a touch on the forehead and using the Trinity formula. Be blessed, or I am blessed in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. At this time, we turn to the Holy Scriptures and to the children's sermon and invite Steve Helling to come and share with us. The first reading is from 1 Peter chapter 5. Now as an elder myself and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as one who shares in the glory to be revealed, I exhort the elders among you to tend the flock of God that is in your charge, exercising the oversight not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you do it. Not for sordid gain, but eagerly. Do not lord it over those in your charge, but be examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will win the crown of glory that never fades away. In the same way, you who are younger must accept the authority of the elders, and all of you must clothe yourselves with humility in your dealings with one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Discipline yourselves. Keep alert. Like a roaring lion, your adversary the devil prowls around looking for someone to devour. Resist him, steadfast in your faith, for you know that your brothers and sisters in all the world are undergoing the same kinds of suffering. And after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, support, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Through Sylvanus, whom I consider a faithful brother, I have written this short letter to encourage you and to testify that this is the true grace of God. Stand fast in it. 
your sister church in Babylon, chosen together with you, sends you greetings, and so does my son Mark. Greet one another with a kiss of love. Peace to all of you who are in Christ. Here ends the first reading. Good morning, young neighbors. Have you been enjoying your summer? Playing outside, swimming, baseball, bike rides, and many other fun things to do? Now I want to put your thinking caps on. I have a few questions for you. Do you know what a leader is? What are they supposed to do? And more importantly, how are they supposed to do it? Today we are going to learn how Peter instructs us to be leaders. How many of you have had a leader be very bossy and mean? What was it like to work with them? Fun? Hard? Stressful? Did things get done? Did you want to come back and do more? Or did you do just enough so you didn't get yelled at? Have you worked with a good leader? Now, how was that person different than the one we just spoke about? Did they give encouragement? Get everyone to work together? Did they know what they were instructing you to do? How did it feel to get things done for this person? Would you want to come back and do more for them? Did others want to listen and follow them too? This is exactly what Peter is pointing out in our lesson today. Peter encourages leaders to tend to the flock of God that is in your charge. Now, wait a minute. There's a reference to a flock. Could that mean sheep? What do sheep need to be protected and cared for? That's right, a shepherd. I have another question for you. Who is the good shepherd? That's right, Jesus. How does he lead us? With threats and yelling? Of course not. He asks us to lead by example, just like he did when he was on the earth with us. Don't force people to do things or do things that only benefit you. He asks them to lead as God would have you do it. Based on this, how do you think you would be a leader? Now we do have leaders in our church too. Who are they? Our pastor and people sometimes called elders who have experience doing things for the church. Peter asks us to follow their instructions. But it is also important that these leaders do it correctly as we spoke of earlier. Lead by example, not for personal gain. Be a teacher so others can learn and be leaders in the future too. Lead in this way does not give you status above others, but will give you more respect from others. God loves good leaders that follow his instructions. Your reward may not be on earth, but later when you go to heaven. Being a humble leader will bring grace from God. <clears throat> he will exalt you in due time. This means you will be blessed. Everyone will be given the opportunity to be a leader at some time. Remember to lead using Jesus' example and God's instructions. Let's say a short prayer together. Dear God and Jesus, thank you for showing us how to be good leaders. Jesus gave us the example and you gave us the instructions. When I am given the opportunity to be a leader, please enter my heart so I can be the kind of leader you want me to be. Help our current leaders to hear your voice and follow your instructions so they can be great leaders too. In your name we pray, amen. Have a great week. The second reading is from the book of Matthew, chapter 20, verses 25 through 28. But Jesus called them to him and said, 
You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them. It will not be so among you, but whoever wishes to be great among you must be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. Here ends the second reading. Jesus, Jesus, ruler of mighty men, Jesus, Jesus, make me gentle like you. Jesus, Jesus, friend of the lonely soul, Jesus, Jesus, love my brother through me. Jesus, Jesus, shepherd of wandering ones, Jesus, Jesus, guide me through the Well, I'm uh, going to share a story that I shared last week to start us off, just because as we talk about the tyrants and the serving and so forth, it reminds me again of how divided we are as a people. Whether you're a socialist, a communist, a, a capitalist, whether you're from Asia or Russia or South America, whether you're Democrat or Republican, it's amazing how much we have learned to fight and how division seems to rule us more than the kindness and the serving that Jesus gave us and showed us. And it's a story of two merchants who live right across from each other. They didn't like each other much to start with. And so when one made a sale he would make sure the other ones knew that he had gotten a sale that this other merchant hadn't and then the other merchant would do the same back when he had one and they did this for years and they became bitter enemies and they really disliked each other and finally God sent an angel to talk to the one and said listen I tell you what I'm going to do I will give you anything that you want if you ask for a million dollars it's yours. If you want to be successful, it's yours. You ask me, but there is one stipulation. Well, what's that, he asked. Whatever I give you, I will give double to your neighbor next door. So if I give you a million dollars, he'll receive two. If you are successful, he'll be twice as successful. That caused the merchant to stop in his tracks thought for a bit and then his face darkened and he said okay make me blind in one eye so his fellow man would be blinded altogether and that's what division does and it's one of the reasons i'm glad to be part of the church 
And I know the church doesn't always get along and we don't always uh, take the right tack and we, we have our arguments and divisions too. But as we listen to the story of Jesus, we hear a story of love, we hear a story of compassion, you hear a story of mercy, of forgiveness, you hear a story of a God who comes to us not to lord it over us, but to serve, to give himself to us and for us. Isn't it good to know that even as we have communion later on, Jesus comes and offers himself as a servant, as one who gave his life for us. Oh, that we could learn in our culture, in our world, but especially in our church, that we need to follow Jesus, not some of the anger and bitterness and philosophies that are out there that would divide, hurt, and bring death and destruction. We are a reconciling people. We are a forgiving people. We are a serving people, called to love, called to serve. Another story I kind of enjoyed was called The Tinker King, and it's a little bit long, so I won't read it all the way through, but it was about a king who disliked the ceremony and trappings of his office, so he reluctantly wore a crown and was uncomfortable when forced to sit on the throne. And then there were things that were given to him, and uh, like a robe was given to him. Well, where did it come from? Persia. Persia. Well, where did that robe come from? Uh, the king kept asking. Finally, the courier blurted, Majesty, this robe comes from the skins of small animals whom the hunters trap. Sadly, the king touched the robe and said, How can I wear such cruelty for a robe? Well, another time, a pearl of immense uh, value came as a gift. And well, where did this come? And finally, they said, Well, the pearl is valuable because 16 male slaves drowned while trying to receive, retrieve it from the ocean floor. And sadly, the king refused the gift, saying, How can I wear such cruelty for a jewel? And though he disliked all the trappings of his office, it made for a lot of confusion. And soon people thought he was too sensitive and gentle to be a king. And he agreed, so one day he simply walked away from the palace and never returned. Well, quickly, a bunch of knights who were cruel replaced the gentle king, and they increased the taxes and reveled in the splendor of royalty. And as taxes rose, services deteriorated, roads and bridges were no longer repaired, and sanitary conditions grew worse. Meanwhile, the, tinker, the, the king became a tinker, and he went about the kingdom, listening to people, asking questions, and some thought he might be the king, but he just never replied. And then one day he came, and there was a son who had died in the fields while working long hours mainly because of the large monthly tribute tax. And when the crowd gathered to talk, the tinker asked the father a question, who, who, who did this to your son? The heat did it, the heat killed my son, the man replied, and the tinker pressed him until the man cried out, the knights did this, the cruel knights killed my boy. People quickly quieted the father, telling him that such talk was dangerous. But then the tinker said something that we all need to hear. The truth 
is always dangerous. Well, they went through and the story goes on. And he finally comes back into power, not by sword, by doing some trickery on, on the knights and no deaths occurred, but after he had won, the tinker stepped forward and said with a voice that was strong and clear, I am the king. And immediately the crowd broke forth shouting, crown the tinker, crown the tinker. Holding up his hounds for quiet, the old man addressed his supporters. I am not a king who will rule over you. I have come not to be served, but to serve. I have come to help you see that everything is connected to everything else. I urge you to choose leaders who love justice and who live humbly and simply. Remember, the greatest among you must be servant of all. And then he slipped, simply slipped away and let them begin a new life without him. In the years ahead, the little kingdom established a government that was just and fair, and when people told stories to their children about the early days, they said that their way of life had been shaped by the man who was called the Tinker King. And maybe we can see some parallels, can't we, to who Jesus is in our midst. They wanted him to rule and free them from the Roman government. They wanted things to be done in power and that Disciples argued as to who would be greatest. He did tell them about truth being dangerous, that it would change them and others. But he came as a servant, not as a tyrant. He came as selfless, not selfish. He came as a servant, not as Lord. Self-giving, not for self-serving. He came to serve, and he took it a foot farther than this Tinker King, and he gave his life as a ransom for many. How do we view this Jesus today? Is he the one that's going to save America? Is he going to save the world? Is he going to save it from uh, tyrants? Is he going to... We don't know how he's going to come to us again in the immediate. We know someday he'll come as Lord but he immediately he'll come through his people who have learned to serve, who have learned to be hospitable, to welcome people. I hope we in the church and we in our families and we in our communities would be more welcoming to those who are different than us, from those who are of a different uh, money stratosphere or those who just don't seem to fit with culture and our society, but they should be accepted by us. How do we reach out? How do we make a difference? Maybe it's learning to be servant, self-giving, selfless, listening instead of speaking, acting and doing the kinds of things that we saw Jesus do, loving people, healing people, bringing them to the kingdom. There once was an old Jewish tale about a teacher who was speaking with a group of children and a soap maker attempted to embarrass him. How can you claim that religion is good and valid when there is so much suffering and evil in the world? What good are all the books and sermons that your religion has produced? 
the teacher motioned to a small child to move through the crowd. Oh, this one is Eric, the teacher said. He is three. He is also dirty. I ask you, what good is soap when Eric and hundreds of children like him are dirty? How can you pretend that soap is effective? Oh, what a foolish argument, the soap maker protested. If soap is to be effective, it must be used. Precisely, the teacher answered. If the teachings of our master are to be effective, they must be used. We in the church cannot look at our culture and wring our hands and say, what's wrong with that culture when we don't do the things that we are called to do, when we are less effective because we don't do the things that Christ has asked us to be about. Again, the listening, the caring, the forgiving, the reconciling, the bringing in the lost, the hopeless, caring about people as Jesus did. It is not effective witness to only hold church in large, nice buildings when we don't serve the people around us. May our joy this day is to remember a king who came to us as servant, who came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. We are blessed. Let's make sure the people around us are blessed by the same master through us. Amen. I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather be his than have riches untold. I'd rather have Jesus than houses or land. I'd rather be led by his nail-pierced hands. Than to be the king of a vast domain Or be held in sin's dread sway I'd rather have Jesus than anything This world affords today I'd rather have Jesus than man's applause. I'd rather be faithful to his dear cause. I'd rather have Jesus than worldwide fame. I'd rather be true to his holy to be the king of a vast domain, or be held in sin's dread sway. I'd rather have Jesus than anything this world affords today. He's fair than lilies. Of radiant bloom, 
from out of the gloom. He's all that my hungering spirit needs. I'd rather have Jesus and let him lead than to be the king of a vast domain or be Let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. Suffering under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, and the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. Send us love. Send us power, send us grace. Assured of God's promise to redeem all creation through Christ, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. God of young and old, no matter our age, give us open hearts to heed the wisdom of those before us and nurture the faith of those behind us. Faithful God, you hear our prayer. Inspire all of us by the passionate action of the world's youth to fight for the restoration and preservation of the natural world, that all might enjoy your astonishing creation for generations to come. Faithful God, you hear our prayer. Leaders are to be found among every age group, Inspire, strengthen, and sustain all leaders, and make us willing to listen and learn from those not of our own generation. Faithful God, you hear our prayer. Illness, adversity, and tragedy may strike any of us at any time. Embrace all who suffer, from the littlest child to the eldest adult, in your healing arms. And especially today, we remember Damon Timon, Becky Anderson, Arlene Johnson, Craig Olson, Jean Hoisington, Kelsey Zamuda, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Christina Burgett, Helen Erickson, Gary Fredrickson, Randy Goglin, Rachel Seacrest, Julie Dubois, Jim Wade, 
Scott Morgan, Richard Roos, Shirley Lentz, Maury and Lee Nicholson, Dave Christensen, Helen Jorgensen, Edna Henriksen, Dixie Tag. Faithful God, you hear our prayer. We remember all who have died in the faith at any age and know that they are in your tender care. Keep us mindful of their example until we are reunited with them in glory. Faithful God, you hear our prayer. Holy God, we place all for whom we pray into your loving care, trusting in the promise of your salvation. Amen. continue our service with the offering as people of faith we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church even when we are physically distant we invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish your home congregation the synod or somewhere else where the work of the body of christ is being done to love and to serve our neighbors Calvary. 
Continue with the offering prayer. Shepherding God, you provide us, your flock, with all that we require. Accept now these gifts we return to you in gratitude and bless them to good use in your name. Amen. Well, when the church celebrates the Holy Communion, we gather with all the saints from every time and place to hear again the story of God's power and the love shown to us through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. And so we want to say we welcome people at the table of God. It's one of the neat things that happens. But it was just a few Sundays ago at one of the churches I serve, I have to admit I was so disappointed because I couldn't give communion to a little kid who came up to the altar with their parents, and the parents hadn't told them that they weren't, hadn't gone through instruction, and so the little kid held out his hand for the bread, and the parent had to put the hand down, and we didn't give him communion. Jesus invites all to come. I hope the church someday will welcome all to be at the table. Well, in the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Eat it in remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread or wafer, and as you eat it, hear this promise from Jesus, the body of Christ broken for you. And take the wine or grape juice, and as you drink it, hear this promise from Jesus, the blood of Christ shed for you. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Amen. Called to walk together as the body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen. Oh, soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. There's light for a look at the Savior, and life more abundant and free. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful 
death into life everlasting. He passed and we follow him then. Over our sin have no more dominion. For more than conquerors we are. His word shall not fail you, he promised. Believe him and all will be well. Then go to a world that is dying, his perfect salvation to tell. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face, and the things on earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory. And Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Charity Lutheran Churches. Our small town churches in Wisconsin. You can also move to donate. Please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. Be not dismayed, whatever be God will be.